0: Dear Carl, first of all, we want to say that we love you. You're the face of the franchise and one of the best young players in our league today. You're also simply a great guy who works hard and leaves a wake of smiles everywhere you go. Thanks for being such a wonderful teammate. That being said, nobody is perfect. We all have ways that we can improve ourselves. Today, we want to share something that each and every one of us needs to bring to your attention. Carl, please stop stealing our rebounds. That's it plain and simple. We appreciate your acumen on the glass and understand you're trying to improve on a stellar rookie year campaign. But outright rebound theft is just not cool, man. We're all on the same team out here. Same jersey, same fuzzy wolf mascot. In the press, you're always touting team before the individual. We know you believe it. Now it's time to put that idea into practice. Sincerely, your teammates. Welcome to episode 41 of Cast, the podcast that you wouldn't dare to call spooky. It's hosted by myself and my brother, I'm Neil. (laughs) I'm snot. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thanks for being here. Another week.
1: Can't believe how old we're getting. Totally. Time goes by so fast. What does time even mean anymore? Ah! Thanks for listening to our Timberwolves
0: podcast. You must be a hardcore Timberwolves fan if you're listening to us right now. We appreciate it. Are
1: you washing dishes? Are you at the gym right now, pounding away at the treadmill? If you are, respect.
0: Are you scooping? I'm all about like
1: every time I'm at the gym and I see someone struggling, I don't judge them. I'm just like respect that person's
0: getting work in. That's big, yeah. That's big right there. I like the people who struggle at the gym more than the ones who are just coasting. Uh, This week on the show, we're going to run through this week in Timberwolves basketball. Talk about some headlines, including Zach Levine and his torn ACL, mm. and the signing of Lance Stevenson to a 10-day contract. Mm, we we'll also things have things a sponsor. Uh, we'll be uh, predicting things, and uh, more importantly, almost going through our failed predictions <laughs> from past shows here. We have weekly Wolfies and a cool game. So... Please, Miro Adamus. Please stick around through the entire show and you'll get to hear all those things. Scott, should we should we get into the games from this week? I don't know.
1: Let's let's just get right to it. Detroit In game. Detroit, yeah. The biggest tragedy. We a lost su- to a terrible team. Scene of the crime. No, that's not the tragedy. <laughs> Last malice at the Palace. The malice at the Palace was Yeah.
0: It took the, s- 10 years ago, Zach's more, knee. more, 13 years ago. It took yeah. Zach
1: knee from him.
0: The Ghost of the Malice.
1: Good riddance to that place. Once the palace is gone, though, we become the oldest like, uh, arena that hasn't been renovated. Wow. I know yeah. it'll be renovated next year, though.
0: Yeah, that's the nice thing about this this palace injury for Zach is he never has to go back to that building.
1: Yeah, screw that place. Never has to return. Ricky has
0: to stand on the
1: floor where he tore his ACL every home game. <laughs> 41, 41 nights. Yeah, review, revisit that tragedy. Yeah, we so should make a, like, uh, not we, but the listeners who are talented. You. Should make a <laughs> video montage of all the shots Ricky has hit from the exact spot where he tore
0: his ACL. Oh, I like that. Like have an X Redemption. on the spot right here. Yeah, exactly. That's spot.
1: That's where Ricky, that's where Kobe tore Ricky's ACL.
0: Wolves lost uh, one 108 to 116 in this game. Uh, they Minnesota led,
1: native John Luehr. John
0: Luehr and... Wisconsin uh, grad just destroying. Not Keefe, but who's the Mar- Morris brother? Marcus. Marcus, And Keefe also having a great year. Keefe, he's you on my fantasy keep team. keep them separated. I, I keep I love, them separated. I love him.
1: Yeah, you can't have them on the same team because then they're just going to be, you know...
0: Yeah. jerks. Mar- Marcus scored 36 points. That's a career high for him. Uh, Lure right. also
1: had a career high, too. They yeah. both had oh. career highs <laughs> in
0: scoring. It was just like the
1: stretch fours we couldn't guard all, all night long. They, that's, they, that's basically the night, you know?
0: They combined for 60 points. That was crazy. Uh, the Wolves just, I think, gave up too many runs in this game. Uh, have a hard time on the road still this season. That was rough. And, yeah, Zach got hurt, which we'll circle back around to here in a little bit. Um, that was the first night of a back-to-back. The next night what was back home lost. in Memphis. The Wolves lost 99-107. to The Grizzlies sat Mark Gasol, Wait. Tony Allen, and Chandler Parsons.
1: Hold on. We lost that game? The yeah. Grizzlies sat Gasol, Parsons, and Tony Allen? We lost that game?
0: Somehow. We sat At Zach, home? We sat Zach Levine with torn ACL.
1: The Grizzlies played the night before as well?
0: Hey, they are a wonderful playoff team. They are killing it. Um, new
1: coach and they haven't even missed a beat
0: yeah Fizdale's got them going Fizdale's got them fizzing uh, they're doing well out there in Memphis, but yes, they came in. Uh, they got, sat. Like, they sat those guys against us last time. They, they got played the this, oldest right? player in the league blocking shots left and right.
1: Vince Carter. Oh, not revving that motorcycle anymore, but just oh. being a good role player. Man, respect VC, respected respect VC. Uh, I just watched the OJ Made in America documentary. Uh huh. Looks a little like OJ right now. I'm just saying, right now. because Vince looks dog. like OJ. Dog.
0: They have a. They have a. They look alike. A little bit. They're about <laughs> the right age. I mean, not anymore. OJ's really let himself go since. Everything. This was a pretty good game in the first half, but in the second half, Memphis really turned, tightened up that defense. Really, 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 really. This was demoralizing. This
1: was a game where I was really upset. Like, this is a game where I wanted to stop watching it by the fourth. It was very ugly.
0: Well, we'll move on then to Monday, uh, the 6th of February. Um, Wolves uh, faced off against Miami. They came into the gym uh, here at Target Center uh, on a, I believe, nine game winning streak, nine or 10. Heat put up 71 points in the first half. It was uh, defensive. That's kind of the, really the theme of, of this week's basketball for the Wolves was kind of a uh, a falling off in the in the defense that they had. They worked so Which hard to build back up in January. January was a good defensive month for the Wolves. If anything,
1: the, the theme of January was really us. We took a small step back on offense. Our offense was not clicking yep. the way it was early in the season, but our defense has gotten so much better. Yeah. So we've been playing slightly below average offense, slightly above average defense, and that's fine by me. 'Cause we know the offense will come. We yeah. got talented guys on that. offense, you know. That's right. I just have been waiting for years and years and years to see a team that's above average on yeah. defense. So I like that. But yeah, uh, things
0: were trending upward and now uh kind of coming back down to earth on well, the defense. I mean, end.
1: what a night for Dragic. Uh, I have him listed as Dragon, and it confuses me now with drag Dragon in. Bender. <laughs> Your phone uh,
0: corrected to Dragon. <laughs> yeah, all of them,
1: Dragon. And yeah. uh, he just killed us. Like, he, What a heat yeah. check night for him. Pun intended. Ah, heat heat. He's
0: got fire, ah. fire breathing. But
1: uh, seriously, that guy hit like six to seven three-pointers, and it was just like everything was going in for him. I mean, the whole team was hot from beyond the arc. And uh we did a career,
0: were career uh yeah, you uh, had draw each career high three pointers, like seven threes. <laughs>
1: yeah. You can't win when they make ten more three pointers than you. This is something we talked about last year because it was, it was like last season. The other stuff. team would make the other team would make thirteen and we'd make three and oh. we'd be like, You can't win. And this time can't do it. We, we went five for eleven, but they went fifteen for twenty-eight. You can't Whew. do it. You just can't make that
0: up. That is that's quite the stack. But right you know there. what the
1: good news is, Neil? Yeah. We're gonna be happy about this loss. This is a good loss. This is okay. a forward thinking loss. Okay. Because Right now, the Wolves and the Heat, I mean, the Heat, are, we're, they have like they're the bum, worst record. They have the second worst record in the league, and then they are on a 12-13 to 13 game win streak right now. They're bum-rushing the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. And so that's <laughs> one less team contending for those lottery picks for us. Right. They're, they're going to get on that high lottery, right. and we're going to be able to get one pick sweeter.
0: We'll remember this one. Good loss. All right, Wednesday night, uh, the Wolves got back, for Wiggins. got back on the winning side of things. They uh, They got the win against Toronto, Eastern Conference. Uh, finalists from last year, uh, conference finalists, one, uh, Toronto.
1: Thank God for this one. Yeah, because this week would have been literally the worst week. Yeah, like well, maybe the worst week of the season. I mean, we'll with the, the Levine one news, it's already probably the worst week of the season. Yeah, and we had three ugly losses to teams we could beat. Defense struggling, Heat, Grizzlies without their stars. Like those are teams we got to beat. What? You know, yeah. De- even Detroit, we should be- we should have beat De- Detroit. Yeah, and so we were kind of a. Uh, the, you know, the pride. It hurt right. more than anything else we coming were. into this game. And you know Wiggy's always pulling out the A game, you know. For in Toronto. Er, <laughs> or Toronto. And now he's he's pulled out the A game a little bit more because he knows he doesn't got his buddy on the wing, Zach Levine, to guide him through everything. And now he knows he's the A1 superstar. That's right. And, uh, Neil, did you get a chance to see some of these highlights? Because I know that uh, uh, we were at the game together.
0: That's right. Yeah, I watched uh, some highlights after the fact thanks to Dawkins. Um, you know, on, uh, on uh, I forget what his his uh, handle is on YouTube. Puts up great recap videos. Uh, Dawkins, uh, you can follow him on uh, YouTube. Uh, new Grantland. Yes. The Yes. Called Wiggins dunk in their NBA
1: shoot-around today maybe the most disrespectful dunk of his career
0: versus Toronto uh,
1: on on Jonas Valančiūnas oh. Jonas Valančiūnas oh. I didn't see this until Which I saw one? the replay cuz it was on the opposite oh, side of the Oh, cuz he had his legs where <laughs>
0: around him Yeah he like put his
1: nutsack on the back of Jonas's neck
0: like that was Ooh Scott nutsack. That is disgusting Here comes
1: the Drew Wiggs man
0: yeah, good dunk. Yep, saw that replay. Wiggins had a great game. Towns had a great game. Wiggins came through in the clutch with some nice shots. Tyus Jones. Which is good because he, Wiggins the, had the a tough three. time in the clutch against the Heat. He had a chance to tie it up because in the
1: Raptors in crunch time, he drove it, three to four defenders collapsed on him, and he passed to the open oh. Tyus. It's even better than making the game-winning shot good. is get the whole defense to collapse on you and make the smart
0: play. I think he had six assists in the game against Toronto. Career high uh, six assists. Career high. Goodness.
1: That's what I'm saying. Goodness, Wiggins. Oh, um, Okay.
0: So- I, uh, I'm,
1: uh, so I'm okay with him missing those yeah. in the crunch you're gonna have that happen I think he learned from it we like that he wants those shots that's and what's up Wigs, Wiggs let's see you average two or three steals a game you got it man let's it was so arms. easy that's just it it was so easy the way he picked those You totally know? totally it was just like a, a crazy burst of energy and like imagine if we got that all the time out of
0: Wiggs alright time to get some headlines the big news of the week Zach Levine out mm. for the rest of the season Ooh. with the torn ACL my very least favorite part of sports injuries what a bummer you know it's just
1: like as a fan to have something like that taken away from you and it's just like ugh, first thing i do whenever i play a sports video game is i go into the options and i turn injuries off because i don't want that
0: in my oh fake. i didn't know you could do that i don't
1: want that in my fake you know sports
0: didn't know you could you could do that no injuries that you know, is nice actually
1: i turned i started that rule after derrick rose tore his acl for tom thibodeau so uh Full circle here. Turn off injuries. You know, turn off injuries because I just want to have Derek Rose playing for my NBA 2K team. And now we have a similar situation. Tom Thibodeau having uh, one of his guards who leads the league in minutes, kind of like Rose did, goes down with that tear. Yeah. Are you blaming it on Tibbs? You blame
0: the minutes, the heavy lead in the league in minutes or second in the league in minutes, I guess.
1: I'm not saying it's Tibbs' fault and Mm. I'm not saying that the minutes are the reason this happened, but they didn't help, you know? Sure. I, I think that like... The correlation is, you know, it's spotty. We're not sure how much the correlation is. But the fact of the matter is if Levine's playing hurt, if he's coming back from like that hip at all, if he's got anything that's bugging him. And we have got an indication in this past month that he's nicked up a little bit. He said, I'm not doing this dunk contest. And he told reporters, I need to rest my body. And he, his body needed rest, and he was playing anyways. And when you do that, you start compensating. You start jumping a little differently than you did before, you know? You start jumping off the good leg instead of both legs. And all I'm saying is this was a freakish play that he tore his knee on. Uh, but, man, uh, maybe if he was fully rested or he wasn't playing at 90% or whatever. Whatever it was. It's impossible for us to know. But you, I got to think there's some correlation. Like, the guys who tailor their ACLs are never the guy, are never guys playing, like, 20 minutes a game, you know? It's like Jabari, yeah, man. That's another sad one. Timberwolves fans, at least we're not Bucks fans right now because how how upset would be if Wiggins tore his ACL for the second time? You know, yeah, that's what. And Jabari was playing so good. Ugh. I mean, the thing with Zach is, I think he's got athleticism to spare. You know, so that's the thing with the ACL is you come back after like several months. It's about a six to eight month window for recovery. But when you come back, you're good to, well, maybe we should we give a shout out to this, Lucas Seehofer. But Lucas wrote a great article for a Wolf Among Wolves, one of our very favorite Timberwolves sites. Neil, somebody was just asking me the other day, what should I read? My
0: friend, yeah, Wolf Our Among friend Wolves. Wolves. shout out to Pullum. Wolf Among Wolves
1: is great. Now that football season's done, he's like, I want to dedicate myself 120% to the Timberwolves. Who should I follow? Who should I read? Yeah. And what should I listen to? And I was like, well, you got to read Brit for the analysis. Britt Robson, Min Post. We all know that. We shout him Uh out all the time. uh Read him for the analysis. And then for the game recaps, do Canis and a Wolf among Wolves, I say. And for the comments, you really go to Canis Hoopas for
0: that. I think the Wolf among Wolves are the best game Uh, recaps. I think you're right. I think you're right.
1: And uh, so they always do great stuff. Lucas is a grad student right now. He's in his second year studying for physical therapy. And so he knows a thing or two about ACLs and he gets really technical, maybe the most technical breakdown I've ever seen of the ACL injury, just medically. And uh, I thought it was very interesting in reading what he wrote because he said that, you know, this is an injury you can come back and play safely at, you know, six to eight months later. But even then your knee is you're like, your new ligaments not at a hundred percent because it, this is why you should go read it. Cause I'm not gonna describe this perfectly, but it's something about blood flow going into the <laughs> knee and how like it takes like up to a year maybe a bit more until your knee's really 100% again. So we've seen that from Ricky. You know, he came back and wasn't really himself for a full year afterwards. They say it takes one year to get back on the court, two years to be back who you were, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm just hoping that Zach's got so much athleticism to spare that when he comes back, it won't be too hard for him to get back to some of the explosiveness that we've seen out of him. Because that is a guy who relies on his knees a lot. He's his jumper. He jumps high. Uh, he gets open space by cutting like a knife. He just is so good at sprinting, and so uh, he he relies a lot on that quickness.
0: Yeah, and I think some of the other things Lucas brings up is you know we need to wait and see until surgery happens if there's any you know other damage um, to the area. Of the that's crazy.
1: They can't actually discer- discern whether or not there's additional damage in the surrounding cartilage or whatever until you get in there during the surgery.
0: Yeah, so we'll know more maybe next week or so when the surgery actually happens. Um, you know more of a better timetable on on how it'll affect Zach and then how the rehab happens i obviously is, it will be a thing um, yes so that's kind of like the medical side of this how do you feel let's talk about this how do you feel what's that
1: how do you feel how did i feel yeah how, how, personally Neil. oh when i heard how the are news you, it, you know
0: um yeah, well i'm i was um, you know i'm just happy that there has been um, you know the majority of the season has passed you know that's the first thing i thought about over halfway. Was, you know, at least this didn't happen in November or December. Yep. You know, at least um, you know we got to the point where we're like, wow, Tibulo playing a lot of minutes. Of these three guys probably got a pretty good sample size mm-hmm. in uh, 51 games or something like that. So yeah. I'm, I'm just happy they got That's to true. look at all three guys. I don't think the Wolves are going to be that much worse in the near term. You know, some would argue maybe they'll be a little bit better starting Brandon Rush in some situations. Especially defensively, they might be a little bit better. It Um, gives Thibodeau the freedom to be
1: flexible with that spot. It's not like Rush is going to take 100% of Levine's minutes, but it's going to be divided between Rush and Shabazz and maybe a little Lance a lot. Yeah. You know, we'll, 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 uh, Maybe it gives Tibbs more flexibility than there was before. But, yeah, and uh, like
0: uh, like Lucas, again, brings up in his in his article, the ACL is not the injury it used to be 10 years ago. I'm not worried about Zach's overall health long term. He's 21 years old. I think he can handle something like this. This isn't an Achilles for a 25-year-old Wes Matthews or something like that. I hope he doesn't
1: rush back, though, because that's the thing. I could fully see no, Zach, no, no. workhorse, mm-hmm. gym rat, Coming back. Seems like he came back too early from that hip bruise. And I can see Zach forcing himself to come back too early. And that's what happened to Derrick Rose and Jabari Parker, is that when you come back before you're ready, you're going to tear that ACL again. And so, Zach, please, do this rehab right, okay? I have this problem too, Neil, because a lot of times you hear on this podcast, I'm talking like this, and you've got your times one speed on, and you're barely keeping up. Here's what I found. I've been listening to public radio lately. I find that listeners... Love pauses. It just, it draws the listener in. I know, look at you. You're hitting on every word. Yeah, what do you... That's what I'm saying. So, maybe, it, you know, so fast all the time is not great. Learn the public radio way, Zach. Give them pauses. Take it Oh, for slow. Zach and his recovery. In his recovery. That's what I'm saying. You can't just go rapid fire nonstop. Rat-a-tat-tat-tat.
0: Scott, whose role do you think gets increased the most now on the team with Zach out? Uh, Tyus Jones, Brandon Rush, Chris Dunn. Well, those are my options. Yeah, those are the guards who are going to get to play more.
1: My answer is Andrew Wiggins.
0: Oh, well, yeah. Because uh, Wiggy. Okay, he's going to go up from 38 minutes to 40 or something. Nah, like,
1: not rolling. And says, if, 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 who's going to get the most minutes is definitely going to be, uh, it's going to be done. It's going to be done, uh, you know, because. When he comes
0: back from that hand injury.
1: Yeah, I think that he's going to be the guy who's going to get the most of those minutes because we're going to go with more. And Tyus is going to see more minutes. You're very right about those choices. Shabazz is interesting. Uh, he, he didn't play that many more minutes last night uh, without Zach. Uh, maybe that's some of the Lance factor. I don't know. I think Shabazz was already playing like a decent, like 20 minutes or so. That's off the top of the dome. I don't know if that's the exact number, but I felt like he was playing a decent number already. He might get a few more, but I think the role that you will see change the most is Andrew Wiggins is no longer, you know, the one A or one B. He's not he's not like the uh the partner, the co dual Wayne's you know young saying stars. his usage will now, go up a yeah, lot more. Now I've said like when Levine is out, Wiggins is the, you know, the hero we've been waiting for. He is the the gunner. He just puts that he just knows that it's on his back. I think he just trusts Zach a lot. And that's a good thing you want for your teammates to respect each other, trust each other on the court. But uh when Zach when Wiggins doesn't trust people and he's just like, nah, I got this. That's that's like peak Wiggins. That's the best form of Wiggins, you know? Yeah. So I think Wiggins will benefit the most. But if we're talking minutes played, I'd say done. How about you?
0: Uh yeah, I would say maybe a little more Tyus Jones in the mix, especially since he's been playing better. I think uh You know, I think that's uh, kind of like the Toronto game. I think that's uh, someone he might slot in there to play alongside Ricky, um, you know, in the two-guard position. So, I don't know. I think uh, maybe Tyus Jones will get some more minutes, especially he's been playing better, hitting some big shots. Fans are hollering for Tyus anyway. So, you know, all I hear is Tyus is on the up-and-up within the coaching staff. So, I think he's got a good chance to earn some more time here with Zach out.
1: I just want to say, though, maybe it's because I'm more mature. I'm older now. Maybe it's because the Timberwolves have such a, a, a glut of stars and young talent to watch. Yeah. But this injury did not incapacitate me the way that Kevin Love's knuckle, broken knuckles did, or Ricky's ACL tear did, or even, to be honest, Derek Rose's ACL tear devastated me, you know?
0: Yeah. I and, think
1: it- like, this was very unfortunate, but, like, it didn't even ruin my day necessarily. And here's my theory. Maybe you have one. My theory is that right now every day is such a horrific nightmare with Trump— That I'm reading all this stuff like, yeah, millions of people no longer in the country. You're losing your rights. You're losing your health care. And it might be the new Nazi party. Talking about perspective. That's what I'm saying is that when you hear Zach goes down, you're just like, you know what? He's going to be fine. He'll be back. And uh, we're still fighting the Nazis out here, you know? So, thank you, Donald Trump. Uh, It's going to be a few times you hear it on the podcast. I think it's more about... Legitimately, thank you, Donald Trump, for not making me bum out about Zach Levine.
0: That's definitely part of it. I think it's also like when Kevin Love went down, he's the best player on a playoff hopeful team. And it went right before the
1: season. So, already we had all these hype. We were so hyped for the season. We had expectations. And then you're like, oh, wait, we're going to watch the first 20 games of the season.
0: I wonder when Ricky's injury was. Was it December? It was like January. December, January. That was a little bit early. It was like late
1: January. We were around 500. So, we were thinking the Beasley Rubio. Love would be our big three, get us to the playoffs because we were on a playoff pace until Ricky went down. But that one was was such a bummer because he was just like the best part of that season. He was a shining ray of light in his rookie season. He was just making every game like a must watch thing after we had been ignored by the national media. Now we're like, oh my God, everyone's got to watch Ricky Rubio's rookie season. And uh, to have that cut short really felt like terrible. But at least now we still get to watch Cat and Wiggins. Maybe that's part of it. Yeah, it's not like we lost uh, like the only good player on our team.
0: There's two or three better players on the team than Levine. Uh, Obviously, Levine is in the big three. You know, so you want to see him play out the whole year. Uh, But yeah, I think. You know, this is not a playoff team. This is a team that's sort of only here for evaluation purposes, as far as stuff goes this year. And you know, they got 50 games of Zach, so it's not the end of the world. It's going to be all right. Yeah, the Wolves have seen much worse uh, injuries uh, the last couple of years, so uh, I think this is one they can handle, taking stride. I'm going to give a new um, drop.
1: Here's a new audio drop. You can take this audio out. Right, let's later. keep it clean. It's go. Silver linings. It's not gold. It's silver. Nice. The one silver lining to this is that. Zach isn't going to be able to work out that ankle for a little bit. I mean, it's interesting actually. Once again, read that article from Lucas on on Wolves because they talk about how usually rehab starts the day of the surgery. So he's going to be doing leg rehab, but it's a very slow progression. Which means next time we see Wigan, or I mean, excuse me, Levine on the court, he is going to be like a guy who worked on arms too many days Ooh. in the gym. You know, he's going to be buff. We're going to see mm-hmm. some muscles on Zach because you know what's going to help him gain weight. It's just like not running every day, you know? I I expect this will put 20 pounds of muscle on Zach Levine.
0: All right, there's some more news from this week. One last time, though, because who knows when we can do this again. Yeah. Also, the Wolves signed Lance Stevenson this week to a 10-day contract. Born ready. He is a versatile defender and playmaker. Basically, most people know him from his time with the Indiana Pacers. 2010-2014, 2010, 2014. Let's uh, the just team go. that kind He's of you know, went story. up against the Miami One Heat's. year,
1: uh, he was Mr. Basketball New York, a phenom in New York City basketball. Um, he got his nickname Born Ready because as a sophomore, he was the only high school uh, sophomore who was invited to his high school invitational tournament. And afterwards, like, NBA vets and like the older class started playing, and they were down a guy. And Lance was like, I'll play. He's an NBA, he's a sophomore in high school. And so the announcer at that game was like, his nickname is Born Ready. Nice. Spent one year in Cincinnati. Then he jumped to the league. He got, fell into the second round because of a sexual assault incident that happened uh, around that time. And he, when he was 18, I believe, with a 17 year old girl. And there's not a lot of details about that. Minors, you know, respect the privacy. So there's already kind of like the first incident with him. Gets drafted by the Pacers, not good for a couple years, and then slowly makes his way onto the team. He had a playoff performance. He made that choke sign against LeBron. Next year, he becomes like a key member. We all remember that Pacers team, Eastern Conference Finals, competing with LeBron. It was really, we haven't had a team in the playoffs pose a threat to LeBron since that. Pacers team. And uh, Lance was a big part of that. He was the wild card. He almost made the all-star game. Um, you know, at the end of that Pacers season, I mean, the Pacers collapsed down the stretch. And a lot of that got blamed on Lance because he uh, was explosive chemistry-wise. He was taking Instagram photos of all of his money laid down on tables inside the Pacers locker room. And, like He spread out all of his bills and put Instagram photos of himself. And so there's rumors that was him, but it wasn't just him. Paul George had something to do with that, too. He had some stuff going on. I don't want to get into the Indiana Pacers gossip hour, but it wasn't just Lance's fault. But then Lance is charged with uh, sexual abuse. No, it's uh, not sexual abuse. It's uh, uh, domestic abuse. It's just he did something violent towards his girlfriend, Mm -hmm. threw her down a flight of stairs, then picked up her head and smashed it on the bottom stairs. Just repulsive. Terrible. This was back in 2010 when he was uh, 21 years old. No, no, he was like 19 at the time, 19 or wow. 20, because he's 26 now. It's 2017, yep. so he's 19 or 20 at the time. Um, just terrible. Some all of this like chemistry and bad news. Listen to me. This is get to know your new skull wolf right here. You know. Um, yeah. Hope this guy sticks around for more than 10 days because I'm giving you the story right yeah, here. Yeah. But so basically, the Pacers are like, we don't want to offer you the max, Lance. We're going to offer you five years, $44 million. Essentially, the Ricky Rubio deal. He's basically got offered roughly Ricky money to stay with the Pacers. He said, nah, I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to test the market. I'm going to take the same per year money, but sign a shorter deal with Charlotte. That way, I can hit free agency. I'm betting on myself that people will stop seeing these problems with me. Didn't fit in with Charlotte. Shot 17% from the the three-pointer that year. He shot like 17 for 108 or something all year. Terrible. He was terrible. I can't emphasize how bad he was in Charlotte. And then he got traded to Clippers. Terrible in the Clippers. Late last season, he got traded to the Grizzlies. Had a good run with the Grizzlies because the Grizzlies were literally playing like eight D-League players. They were so injured. And then he didn't get any offers this offseason. And so we've signed him to a 10-day contract. Apparently Thibodeau was looking at him in the offseason as a potential sign. He decided not to. Um, And now he's here. So a lot of baggage in the past, Neil. And I think that's something we've got to address first before we address what he could contribute to this team. Do you have any uh, – uh, do you feel conflicted about having someone who has abused women on the Timberwolves? Uh, I mean, Jordan Hills already has, you know. <laughs> we didn't talk a lot about that because he's on the end of the bench, but he's also been in trouble with that.
0: Uh, this hasn't been something I've thought about very much. Uh, I try to stick my head in the sand when it comes to this stuff for the most part. Basketball's or uh, escape. Unfortunately, um, I guess I don't – I try not to think about too much of the personal lives of these people. And also, I'm just going to hope that uh, Lance Stevenson is uh, moving beyond these things that he did in his past. And, um, you know, these things, like you said, happened when he was relatively young. Hopefully, he is a better man now. And uh, i like to think that we can give, uh, you know, people a second chance. And, uh, you know, you know, hopefully that's something that is in his past and behind him.
1: Yeah, it's not black and white. There's a lot of gray in here. All right, and this is coming from the guy who stopped watching Vikings games after I found out Adrian Peterson beat the crap out of his kids. And if you think, it's like, oh, you're overreacting, issue. Scott, look at the photos. Look at the photos of the damage on his child. And then you, at, you you tell me whether he was just, you know, well, that's just his upbringing. You you tell me. Uh, he's. A, and, like, I hated it. I, I really liked AP as an athlete before then, even though there's numerous warning signs not to. And that was such an eye-opener. And I was like, no, I'm not going to support repulsive athletes anymore. And... Uh, so I do take this stuff into effect, and it is important to me. I read a really good article. I want to point everyone out to. It's uh, Ben Swanson from SB Nation, uh, the Hornets SB Nation site at the Hive. He wrote about this very same topic when Lance got signed. It's called "Lance Stevenson's Past Raises Ethical Concerns," and where he really goes through a lot of different ways to view this information and. He it's very non-judgmental because I agree with him. At the end of the day, if you want to stop watching Wolves games because of Lance, that's fine. I respect your decision. You know, it's what you can stomach. I can't listen yeah. to R. Kelly music anymore. You know, dude wrote hits, but sometimes you can separate the art from the artist, and sometimes you can't. And we all have our own personal subjective stuff to go down. It's very complicated. But I will say though, with Lance. That I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. We do not know these guys very well, but he was nineteen twenty when he did this really stupid thing. Really unforgivable. We don't need to absolve him. We just have to understand, you know Yeah, I'm not saying where he's at. Yeah, we
0: we don't just say that we like this person or that he's a good dude, but I just think that, you know, I don't think that we need to abandon the Timberwolves because they signed someone with a checkered past.
1: And I've never hit a woman, but I have done some repulsive things as a 19, 20-year-old. Stuff I'm just – today would make my face go red if I thought about it. Just things I am sh- ashamed of. I'm such a better man now than I was seven, eight years ago. So, you know Actually, I'm 29 now, so I'm much better man than I was nine years ago or whatever. But, mm. uh, you know, it's just like – when you're young, you're going to make dumb mistakes. And, you know, uh, I, like I said, there's no, like, boys will be boys. Just forgive them. That's all in the past. No, we're recognizing it, you know. That's yep. why we're talking about this right now. We feel yep. like it's important enough that it does. we can't sweep it under the rug. It has to be acknowledged. And I think everyone should know that when they see Lance. And that way, when you're cheering for the Wolves or you're cheering for Lance, you're doing it with the knowledge. Um, I'd like to think he can get better. I th- I'd think like to think that he's learned his ways. Um And he hasn't gotten into any criminal trouble. I haven't heard of any kind of off-the-court issues in that sense since then. Um, So, you know, um, I I think it's a complicated matter. I I would recommend you read that SB Nation uh, by Ben Swanson. From at the Hive because he unpacks it, he goes into depth on it, and he he does a better job than we are doing on the pod right now, just because we got other topics. But um, I think it I think it's good to bring up. We should talk about it.
0: You know? uh, Min post Britt Robson uh, had his annual interview with um, the current head coach of the Timberwolves. He's had past interviews with Flip Saunders and S- Sam Mitchell, Mitch. and uh, now he it's gets four- to interview it's his fourth annual coach, one on one, which a- is
1: great. I love Tips is doing this because. Man, there's not a smarter writer about basketball in the Twin Cities than Britt.
0: Yeah, so there is a two-part interview on Min Post that you should definitely check out. Kind of, uh, you know, if you, uh, if you're listening to Timberwolves podcast and stuff, obviously you've probably heard of this, and uh, it's kind of uh, the mid-season, uh, you know, check-in with uh, you know the coach and who is now the head of basketball operations as well. Um, and it does not disappoint. Uh, Britt Robson gets in depth with him, and there's lots of lots of good stuff in here. Scott, what did you enjoy most about this interview? Why should people go check it out? You
1: know what? Something I found really funny about this interview was that in previous years, sometimes Britt would be like, you have to read between the lines a little bit with Smitch, you know, and then he would help the readers read through the lines. Flip, you didn't have to read through the lines. Flip was explicit about everything. He would over explain himself on any topic. I love you, Flip. Uh-huh. Uh, but Tibbs was so, like, opaque. He is so hard to read that Britt felt like necessary to put like when he grins and when he smiles and when he laughs. Because he's like, this is the only way you can tell when Tibbs is actually just being like responding to your question is that when you're asking it, he'll break out this huge grin. And that's the only way you can tell you're getting something legitimate from him. It's like formative
0: body language.
1: You got to read the body language to get what Tibbs is doing. You know, what stuck out for you, Neil?
0: Yeah, I I just liked, uh, you know, how he was. Uh, I, I kind of liked how he backed up what the first half of the season kind of felt like, which was you know an, a non-win now, Thibodeau. That's kind of what we all thought he'd be coming into the season, and he kind of backed it up in this interview, kind of saying, "No, I yeah, I know we're bad right now. Uh, you know, people are disappointed in our start, but I looked at the situation from the start, and I knew it was going to be like this. You know, it kind of felt like he is not so necessarily surprised um, by this first half of the season for the Wolves. I got the he, impression like that he, he, he wasn't. Knew.
1: He wasn't shocked. He yeah. thought, he didn't know it was going to be this back to basics, is the impression I got. But yeah. once he realized it was this back to basics, like, okay, oh, we really have to start from square one. Yeah. And he's probably he, hopeful that'd be and that it'd be better. Yeah, that's when he adjusted his expectations and was like, okay, this is what this season's gonna be about. Because Thibodeau's not a guy who'll let you skip a few steps. You have to all go through square one to square two. All you go through the steps together. Because there's no skipping steps or shortcuts with Thibodeau. You gotta know all the fundamentals. And until you know the fundamentals, you can't work on the next level of stuff, you know? So um once again, we've talked about this all season long, about Tibbs prioritizing winning now versus long-term development. Seems like he's got a smart head on his shoulder about it. Any uh, warning signs you saw from that interview, Neil? Anything that makes you take
0: pause? Yeah, not really. I mean, I just liked how, how specific he was about, uh, you know, I think Britt did a good job, you know, asking about specific, um, you know, scheme things, defensive uh, positioning and uh, philosophy things. Um, you know, Thibodeau has no qualms sort of explaining himself and does a good job explaining what happens on the court. He might be mysterious about, you know, uh, behind the scenes things or who he favors. He doesn't want to call anybody out personally, but he will talk about basketball All day, and he's very good at you know communicating his ideas. Right. <laughs> so I, I, I like that. And there was nothing that that really made me you know worried or gave me pause was there anything like that for you that you thought like oh I no. Thought, I thought <laughs> it was
1: very interesting his diplomacy around the Ricky topic because um, Britt was yep. pretty pointed asking about Ricky's role in Thibodeau's system going forward. And I kind of conclude what Britt did from that response which, that we got, which is kind of like you could take it a, a couple different ways. But I agree with Britt that Thibodeau realizes how important Ricky is right now. You know, it's not necessarily the point guard of the future for Tibbs, but Tibbs knows what we know, which is... I'm Ricky Rubio. I'm not like anybody else. Right. This season... Alexi, change, change his face. Be happy. Enjoy it. I think Tibbs was expecting to be able to get rid of Ricky sooner, but just seeing like how important Ricky is to the fabric of this team, Tibbs did uh, not mention, not notice that. You know, Tibbs definitely noticed that, and to his credit, he's put Ricky in for a lot of minutes, is letting Ricky be more of himself as the season's going on, let him gamble, let him freelance a little bit more, letting Ricky be Ricky. And I think Thibodeau knows that. Right now, the best option is to have Ricky. So everyone who's expecting Ricky to get traded this season, nah, that's not what I took away from that interview. I think he'll at least be here till the summer.
0: Yeah, they're not gonna just give them away just for the sake of it. It's gonna, gonna it's too be a important it's gonna the be value. Value to these young guys. It's gonna be know? value or nothing. Um, okay, let's get to our sponsor, Scott. Let's let's just move on. Let's just keep let's keep the show going. We gotta keep things going right now. Yes, indeed, sponsor time. Gotta get those bills paid. That's right. Time to make some money today. Today's sponsor is a new game out there. Mm. All the money's in the game market now more than ever. We need that escapism. That's right. You hear some games at the end of our show, and those are fun. You're listening to this podcast because you love games. Basketball games. Yeah, basketball. Hoops. Hoops. But this is a kind of game that you can play while you watch sports, while you watch the Wolves. Yes, indeed. It is the Jim Peterson drinking game. Ah, Jim Pete fsn's own jim peterson the, the 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 crown the jewel in the crown of the fsn empire yes indeed jim peterson um you know we all love him we all know him he is uh, heralded nationally three-time WNBA champion assistant coach that's jim r- pete that's right he's uh he's one of the greats right now doing the doing the color commentary jim, game and listen uh, to me,
1: jim if you stick around for another season, I know you quit your links job. You probably got good opportunities. <laughs> we, w- we were worried about it and our worried, not worried last week. Yeah. But you stick around another season, Jim. I
0: promise Neil and I will make a pin of you. All right. It's Jim Peterson Drinking Game. They're sponsoring this show. Here are the rules. Uh, first of all, um, whenever you hear any of the following terms, that's when you take a drink. Take a drink. Okay. If you hear him say tough customer, call someone a tough customer. If you hear him say stick to it of stick to itness, that is the stick-tuit-iveness
1: stick to of Shabaz of Shabazz Muhammad. There stick
0: to of stick to it
1: it's like intuitiveness, <laughs> stick to
0: uh, or if you hear him uh call out a, a floppy set. That
1: play was so floppy. Look at the floppy.
0: It's a it's a set. It's
1: you know, it's only every few games he talks about the floppy, but once he mentions the floppy, he says floppy about 5 to 7 times in the next 2 minutes. He's like, "See, look at the floppy here, and that's when they run the floppy." And he says it so many times.
0: You floppy, need floppy, to floppy. chug uh, the uh, through uh, the following if you, segments, if, if these regular se- segments, if these segments happen during uh, you need to chug uh, whenever
1: you go inside the play. Mm-hmm. Just chug your beer yep. or, you know, your wine. I don't want to be alcoholist about what you're drinking. Yep. Uh, But whenever you go inside the play, it usually lasts for about 30, 45 seconds. Just be doing a drought the entire time.
0: And also um, the segment Top 5. Uh, I can believe it happens in like the third quarter. Uh,
1: every Top game. 5 dunkers. Top, top 5, five. Come- sports comebacks. Whatever. While you know. it's
0: happening, just give it a chug.
1: Yep. And then finally... There's always the finish the drink
0: when rule. So, those right. are my favorite finish your ones. Finish drink. Those are
1: my favorite ones.
0: However much you got left, finish it.
1: So, whenever Jim Pete mentions Northwestern University, my alma mater, whenever he says Go Cats or mentions his son Sanjay,
0: yeah, NU or Evanston. NU
1: to the first NCAA tournament birth they've ever had.
0: Whenever he says Skokie. Skokie. Yes. <laughs> any of those mentions, any Northwestern mentions, you got to finish your drink. I always do. Yeah, you also need to finish a drink when you hear Jim Peterson uh, when you hear him audibly exasperated by a Timberwolves play. Sometimes he'll just uh, say like you know under his breath like "oh no," or 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 you'll hear him uh, you hear him be like yeah. Or, "oh yeah, oh."
1: One of my it's been one of my favorite things about Jim Pete since I started listening to him is that basically he calls it what it is. When the Tim are bad and playing bad, he says the Tim are playing bad. There's not every announcer in the league will do that. You're yeah. gonna get that from Sean Elliott? You think you're gonna get that from Stacey Kane?
0: Yeah, exactly. Nah. Or anytime he laughs at Dave Benz, Dave Benz cracks jokes throughout the It's like a broadcast. chuckle. Right? <laughs> yeah, anytime you get one of those, just finish your drink. That is the Jim Peterson drinking game. We appreciate their sponsorship of this show. That is very nice of them. Play the game. Next time you're watching a Timberwolves game, it'll be fun.
1: All right, Neil. <laughs> you know what time it is?
0: What? Do you know what time it is? What is it? I
1: want you to predict, predict what time it is. It's predicted time. Someone who didn't know the Whisper saw on the other day. Oh no,
0: Whisper! And
1: then they're like, "What is it?" I'm like, "I'm not gonna say the lyrics." To
0: <laughs> yes, time Shout to predict some feelings, everybody. Sister we Law. first of all, before we uh, get to our new predictions, we need to uh, do some quick follow-up on our old predictions. Can we not? Uh, we, <laughs> got, we got to run through our mistakes, uh, Let me just that's, uh, that's
1: let, all- let me load up the Nelson. <laughs>
0: Yeah, those are those are for all of them. We will uh, we'll, we'll go with the right and wrong on here. Okay, um, most of these are wrong. Um, Scott, um, you predicted that uh, Zach would lose the dunk contest but win the three point contest. Mm. Yeah, he's not gonna be in either. Even before he got injured, uh, he decided uh, he would not dunk and the league. His body was telling him that
1: his body was like, "I'm already injured, yo. Don't play any more games." He's and like, the
0: league didn't invite him to the three point contest. Ah, they would have if he was healthy. That's rough. Damn.
1: Okay, so I got that one wrong. Yep. Um, no sweat. You know, let's keep moving on. Neil, you predicted that Carl Anthony Towns would be named to the All-Star game as an injury replacement. Mm,
0: no All-Star for Cat. Well, Th- there's still time. TV announced. There's <laughs> still a week. You know, we, we got, got one it. week, and, uh, you know,
1: hopefully our NBA stars will stay healthy, stay healthy. But listen, I've got Anthony Davis on my fantasy team, and let me tell you, that guy gets hurt twice a week. Yeah. He gets hurt twice a week. He's, he's very much like, Anthony Davis will leave, like, Seventy percent of his games because he tweaks something and they're like, you know what? If we don't make him play through this tweak, he can go again he'll be, to the next he'll be game. Be tomorrow.
0: He'll be here tomorrow. He's still worth it. All right, wise. Scott, you predicted the Wolves will have an all-star who is not Carl Anthony-Towns. oh
1: Nah, I'm playing. I, I messed that up too. <laughs> oh man. No, no. Uh, Kevin loves one, right? No more all-stars. Yeah, he's, so, he's former Wolves. Former Formal Wolves count.
0: Former, former Wolves count. Oh, good.
1: Um. So yeah, that one was bad. Um. And there's just nothing but crow for me to eat. Did you see? Oh, okay. Well, never mind. That's baseball. Somebody ate a literal crow. They lost a bet about a baseball player, and the radio host had to eat a crow. Oh, a radio bet. Yeah. <laughs> and it was cool, because the player was right there watching him eat a crow. It was disgusting. Uh, fight milk. A caca! All right, Neil. You predicted the Wolves will finish with more than 35 wins this season. Neil, this they're currently still in 20 the and 33. To get 35 wins... You're going to need the Wolves to go 15 and 14. Just
0: a little above 500. I still got hope. Although this one's not looking good. 538.com uh, currently projects the Wolves to finish with 31 wins with how they're currently playing and stuff. So, yeah. Need some need some magic. Need some Lance Stevenson magic or something. You know something.
1: what, though? I'm going to leave that one open because I, I think we we'll could see. still do it. We'll I think see. we could still do it. You know? 15 it's just and like, 14. The problem is, like... Like, we have like eight road, or we have like eight home games all road. the rest of the season, yeah. you know? <laughs> so
0: it's just about whether we can be road warriors. We got to hope that the rest of our teams that we play shut it down. You know, we get some shut it down teams. We get and some we rest for the playoffs. Like,
1: if we're like, you know, I don't know, maybe seventh, you know, overall going into like the final two weeks. Tips like sit Towns and Wiggins. You know, does he just give them time off, lose those last few games, give them an early rest? It's not like previous years where they were gunning for Rookie of the Years. I don't think either of them are on track to make an All NBA team. Maybe Cats trying to make third team All NBA bid. You know, (laughs) but I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. All right. And then final follow up one, Scott. You predicted Zach Levine will get more All Star votes than Andrew Wiggins. You got it right, Andrew Wiggins. If you mean fan votes, I didn't look up their votes. Zach Levine got 156 thousand votes. Um, as a guard, Andrew Wiggins, he's in the front court spot. He got one thirty-five, one hundred thirty-five thousand. Yeah, more people like Zach than uh, than Wigg. Uh, interesting uh, as far as the fan vote goes. You know what?
1: Like we we're saying, like Zach's got that Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards yeah. smile, personality, yeah. and the dunk contest alone. Yeah, like when you're watching the Disney Channel, they don't show you Wiggins scoring forty; they show dunk contest highlights. Si for kids. Also, you did also give me this other prediction I made. I said the Wolves will not make a deal at the trade deadline. And you know what? It's looking good for. Me, you think would you would bet against me on that one, Neil?
0: No, you wouldn't. I mean, the Zach, no, you wouldn't. Le- the Zach Levine injury might cloud that. We'll see. That one's incomplete at this point. The trade deadline is not passed. All right, this
1: week though, a couple new predictions. Um, I was kind of debating, I was kind of like walking the line between do I do a prediction that we could follow up on next week or do I do the prediction I want to do? You know. <laughs> So I did the prediction I want to do, even All though right. we won't know it. We'll follow up in like we a month. We won't know it for several months, okay. about half a year. Oh, that's fine. But I'm saying that Zach Levine is going to be ready for the first game of next season. He's going to start opener. game one. Start game one. Yep. And I just think that I Zach think is going to attack this rehab aggressively. Yep. I think that any kind of athletic freak bonus you can get in your rehab has to apply to Zach because he's one of the most athletic people I've ever seen in my entire life, easily. Freaky. And I know he's just going to, like, rehab super hardcore, and he's also the kind of guy like, both Zach and Tibbs are not going to play it on the side of caution when it comes to coming back. <laughs> so even though I would rather Zach take, you know, a couple of weeks off to start next season uh, just to yeah. make sure, and I said I want him to rehab slowly, I have a feeling he's going he's gonna to be back starting it.
0: I think you're right. I think uh, I expect Zach to be there too. Let's do it. Let's do it, Zach. Uh, okay my prediction Lance Stevenson will be signed through the end of the season I know we have uh you know a one game like pretty good sample size <laughs> uh for for Lance uh, you know he had a good uh, he had a good night to Toro- uh, versus Toronto he you know, played 20 minutes in his first game six points four rebounds played the entire fourth quarter inbounded the ball uh, at the very end yeah. for that Tyus Jones shot so Tim's clearly trust him I name. don't know if he's gonna get extended in this first ten game because they only have um you know like five games actually with it with the all star break built in there they are only get a look at him for like five games.
1: Wait, is it ten day?
0: It's, it's ten, 10 day, day not ten. 10 games. day within you know, his it's... ten day contract he only has five games. Nice. Okay, that changes so, it. You know, I, I they're not gonna get a lot of games to look at him, but I think that maybe they'll give him another ten day and then I think after that um, you know, I think he will be signed for the rest of the year. Especially, I with think the maybe loss a smarter,
1: smart Wolves fan can hit us up on Twitter about this. I've noticed that a lot of these ten-day contracts who get signed get signed to a two-year deal. Like, oh. like AC yeah. AC got signed a team like, option in the second yeah. year. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. So maybe that's what we do with Lance because that yeah, team be nice. option can only help us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was wondering. I was just like, man. Why that's would what you I'd sign like to see you rest
0: then? of this year and then an option for next year. That'd be really nice if uh, Zach, or, excuse me, Lance wants to get back into the league and get it going like that. Okay. Those are our predictions. We will be following them and updating you on them throughout the season.
1: You Neil, know, You know what time it
0: is? What time? Oh. Presenting your weekly Wolfies. We have some awards. We have, um, you know, people to give them to. These All are deserving. These are things we need to uh, shout out for. Unlike for folks. La La Land. <laughs> um, okay, weekly Wolfies. We're
1: coming. We're coming.
0: My weekly Wolfie this week goes to G- Grammy Award-winning R&B group Black Street. That's right. They performed last saturday on the memphis halftime show they uh, in, in in minneapolis so uh, they performed and uh, you know uh, you you know them from their hit no diggity uh, they also have another song um, that was sort of like a secondary hit that they played first, but they were just really good. I got to watch their halftime show on League Pass, uh, watch it on my TV, sounded really good. We've seen a lot of these halftime so, performers. I can't tell
1: you how many like washed 90s artists are oh, getting they're... their rehab through these NBA tours, but we got Belle Biv DeVoe I've seen perform. I've seen Vanilla Ice perform. we got the Sugar Hill game at the Lynx game. Like, yeah,
0: we've seen so many. This we've is seen, like
1: the method for '90s, like washed up, like R and B and rap artists to revive their career. They're
0: all getting that money. We've seen Montel Jordan, Billboard, oh, yeah? Young MC, Naughty by Nature, this Tag is Team. How we do.
1: We've seen them all. This
0: is how we do it. Black Street was the best of all of them by um, uh, Current Talent. These guys can all still sing. You can tell they perform regularly. They were good in an arena setting. Um, They did more than just their hit. Uh, I thought they were really good, especially compared to what what else they have to go up against, which are these other washed-up 90s one-hit wonders.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, it's just enough where it's just like, you know— someone like Belle Biv DeVoe Blackstreet Vanilla (laughs) Ice is just enough to get this uh, you know 90s kid (laughs) to stick in his seat for a little bit you'll be like yeah you know what I have to go to the bathroom and I want to get a beer but Vanilla Ice I could say I've seen Vanilla Ice the second time they brought Vanilla Ice though I went to the bathroom I was like nah I already saw this guy once you know I can say I saw it Uh, but hey it's helping their careers I saw Belle Biv DeVoe just paired up with like two other like halftime NBA arena washed artists and they're doing their like 90s were washed tour you know Uh, (laughs) so they actually have like an arena Tour going on where they paired up with enough of them to give them the star power to at least sell out Roy Wilkins. Not really.
0: All right, Scott, who's your weekly Wolfie for today?
1: I'm giving a Wolfie, what's his nickname? The Captain? Captain Jack. Captain Jack, Stephen Jackson coming out last week with an interview saying, you know what? Sometimes you smoke pot before you play NBA and basketball. It's like our test. It helps you. It's like our test saying he
0: drank at halftime. Oh, yeah. Okay, (laughs) listen.
1: Here's, let's get down to this. Let's get to brass tacks, everybody.
0: I should have known you're going to bring this up.
1: We're coming. We're coming. Judy E B. Listen, I smoke every week before I play basketball. It's great. Mm. Calms the nerves. You never get you're never arguing, man, that was a foul! No, that was out on you. No, you touched your ass.
0: None yeah. of that. i okay. just chill as a cucumber. Yeah, you know? you're saying it brings your temperament down. Oh
1: yeah. And I'm just like, you know, like when I when I play when I'm not high, I'm just like, oh I gotta run. Oh my side hurts. Ah my, it's just right. ah man. And when I play my high, I'm just glided. I'm just like
0: Right. I'm the and, game. And, and pickup is just ah. like the NBA. Pickup, NBA, whatever. Well,
1: listen, I millions of
0: dollars on your contract. My
1: talent compared to pickup. It's gotta be similar to Steven Jackson's <laughs> compared to the NBA. You know, we're not playing with superstars, and I'm easily uh. one of the worst players in our pickup now. <laughs> but all I'm saying is that Steven Jackson said lots of players in the league do this. He's keeping lots it real. Of them do he it came beforehand. out And, and you know what? I can what understand that. I think it's a beautiful thing. I think it's the best way to play. And uh I never want to play not high again. So shouts. For him, I can't understand drinking though. I've tried to drink before a game. Like, man, if I have like a dehydrated, af- if I have like an afternoon beer before we play, because it's like we play on Sunday nights. So if yeah. I have like an afternoon beer, I feel weird. It doesn't yeah. work. You can't yeah. drink and play. Yeah.
0: yeah, it affects you much more physically. You yeah. know, much more sort of like in your body chemistry. <laughs> we don't really Most have any good fluids.
1: We don't really have any good sound drops for smoking. I think mm. the best one is Doobie E B. Doobie E B. Nice.
0: All right, those are our Wolfies this week. Time to get to a game. Scott, you have a game. Here we go.
1: All right, Neil. Let's play a game. All right, Neil. I'm sure you're ready to hear what this game's about.
0: I am. I'm in the dark right now. Uh, do, you know do? What, what happens,
1: do do? Neil, when you when you have me make a game, and then you don't give me any oversight, is that I can go crazy with it. It's
0: pretty much every week.
1: It's weird. We're getting <laughs> weird
0: tonight.
1: So tonight's theme is movie titles with cat puns. Nice. All these are cat puns. Not Carl Anthony Towns puns. Cat puns. Cat, all right? cat, cat. I'm going to ask you a couple questions
0: about C-A-T, movies. C-A-T. Uh,
1: no, K-A-T. Carl Anthony Towns.
0: You said not Carl Anthony Towns puns.
1: <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm not going to say like, you know, My Little Towns okay, you know, or something okay, like that. Okay. Or like one of my ideas was Cars, Anthony Towns. Uh-huh. I'm not using
0: that. It's okay. all going
1: to be puns with the nickname Just Cat. Just Cat. Okay. All about movies that you might have not have known that <laughs> Carl was in. All right, Neil? Oh, yeah.
0: you know? he's in them.
1: Uh, In this... 2016 movie that was one of the worst reviewed movies of the year and is nominated for several Razzie awards. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns decided to go toe-to-toe with Clark Kent.
0: Neil, can you name this movie? Uh, is a Cat in the title in all these? Yes. Carl Anthony Towns is in the title of all these. Cat is in the title of all these. Cat. Uh... So, do I need to change the title of the movie? You just make a pun uh, with cat in the title of the movie. So, is it Catman versus Superman? Catman
1: vs. Superman. God of Justice. Got it,
0: got it, got it, got
1: All it. All right. Got to go with the easy you can one. Do Start. It. There we go, Neil. <laughs> All right, next up, Neil. One time, Carl Anthony Towns worked on a golf course and had a problem with a really particular gof- uh, a gopher that kept messing up their golf games. Can you name this movie? Uh. Cat
0: Dogs Day?
1: No, no, no. You can think of the right actor, but it's a golf movie. Oh, All about golf. Uh, Caddyshack. It, Caddyshack, <laughs> I got it. Was. Then that. Like yep, that. that's right. Okay, that's okay. right. Okay, I got you. I got you. All right, Neil. Caddyshack. This next one, uh, this one might be the one you don't know. Okay. We'll see, because it's a baseball movie. Starring Robert Redford. It's about a guy who is a supernatural just a talent. He uh, just came out of nowhere. You could say that his, his talent he, made him... Uh, Oh, just made up a phenom, Neil. <laughs> the talent—it was. Uh, I'm trying. Ch- I'm trying to imply the word of the title here, without
0: saying the it. The Wonder
1: Boy Bat knocked that ball into like all the lights. You might have seen the. I the think shot I've seen this motion. movie. The ball hits the lights, and you run
0: around the base. I don't and know that. I don't know, know the pun in this movie. I think this movie is called The Naturals. The Catcher. The Catcher. All. Catcher. All. The Catcher. All. <laughs> <catcherel>, that's right.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you got that, Neil. I guess that works. <laughs> all right, Neil. This next one. This country is bankrupt, and they have lots of like ancient architecture okay I'm with you and you know what every once in a while they have a big crazy wedding there
0: my cat Greek wedding close big cat Greek wedding there we go my (laughs) big cat
1: Greek wedding there it is big and cat then finally Neil big cat the pun that spawned this entire round what movie did cat star in where he played a small animal that helped a sous chef become the best chef in France Katatouille! Katatouille! There we go! You got it! Oh, the
0: pun round. There you go. Pun movies. There you go. We did it. Um. So, hey everyone, we made it to the end again. Dane, I hate this part. Oh, this is where we have to say goodbye.
1: Uh, well, hopefully you're at the end of your dishes or near the end of your run. I would hate for this to, you know. Yeah,
0: hopefully your dog's ready to go home. What's we this gave point? you enough time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so
1: <laughs> I just want to say uh, thank you to everyone for listening. Follow us at Wolvescast on Twitter, uh-huh. at Wolvescast. Go to the website, Wolvescast.com. Submit w- mailbag questions. Oh, yeah. Subscribe to us on iTunes, please. That's the best way to do it. But you can subscribe to us on Overcast or whatever your podcast app of choice is. We'll we be are there. we aware. Um, so we appreciate that, um, everybody. I want to say, come to trivia. A lot of great Wolves fans from this podcast coming to trivia at Darby's every uh, every single Tuesday, 6 p.m. I'll be there. You can come next week, 6 p.m. It's Valentine's Day. I'll have Valentines for everybody. I might have some NBA themed Valentine's oh shoot. Fact, Go
0: to the Darby's. Go to Darby's. You're gonna see the
1: Cavs game. Uh, that's gonna be happening. It'll be great. We hang out. You put a draw of like basketball next to your teammate. You get an extra bonus point for being a podcast listener. That's
0: awesome Yeah for sure Go out to Trivia um, And uh, yeah We will see you next week For another episode Of I heard a rumor We're gonna have
1: a Target Center Food review next week I
0: think so We had some food this week And it was delicious But you're gonna have to wait Till next week To learn What we ate And what we think about it
1: Neil I have something I wanna say to you But first I wanna get One audio drop in That's not the one It's this one Shabazz
0: Shabazz. Muhammad Continues to stay thirsty He's thirsty He
1: is thirsty He is that he is thirsty. I'm sorry. We added that one. I love that one. That's a been, good one. I've been I've been pushing a for weeks. I've
0: been pushing for weeks to get that one. Keep so, a keeper. That's a keeper. The Shabazz thirsty.
1: All right, we're going to keep this under the 60 minute mark. So thank you all for listening. Uh, write me a letter and uh, I will embrace you. Um, so I just think you're all terrific. You make me feel good. And if you weren't there, I'd feel less good. And so thank you for being part of this team every single one.
0: Thanks for listening this week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Yo, what's up? This is Levi. This is E Williams. This is Mark Middleton. And, and we, we are, are Black Street. Black Street. Check it out. We just finished our sound, sound check.
1: check. Y'all better come out to the Wolves game tonight. 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 As we going on at halftime, we gonna kill Chair it. it. That's
0: right. You're gonna see me dunk and all that. No diggity. No, no doubt. doubt.